What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Lambsville USPSA. My name is Daryl, and I will be your host for part two of our chat with Lee Cabana, uh, USPSA Range Master, former Area 7 Director, and former Vice President. In the first episode, we just had a general chat about what's been going on lately and uh, and just some other stuff, some questions, what life is like uh, not being Area 7 Director anymore. So if you want to check that out, link will be in the description down below on YouTube. Um, it'll also be in the description on the podcast. Be sure to check that out. In this second part of the interview, we're going to talk a little range etiquette and uh, just some upcoming matches and a little bit of other stuff. So sit back and enjoy part two of our chat with Lee Cabana. So with all that done and out of the way, um, let's talk a little range etiquette. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day that on one hand you have the rule book, which is, in black and white or digital, but it's laid out. But there's a lot of things that are not in the rule book that either people are unaware of or assume are in the rule book. Yeah. So, you know, at the highest level, there's nothing in the rule book that says we're required to reset the stage after someone shoots it. Think about that. Hmm. I know. Okay? I never did think about that before. <laughs> yeah. But you see, Etiquette says, as a squad, we are a team for that day, and we go down and reset the stage together. Yep. And uh, uh, an aspect of our sport is it's a social sport, and we, we have friends, and we love to talk. And there's nothing wrong with maybe passing up one shooter to we're back there yakking while the rest of the crew goes down uh, range. But you don't want to be that person that rarely goes down range. Right. All right. So that's etiquette. Uh, uh, number one, uh, another etiquette that uh, most people uh, fall into right away is the concept that kind of linked to this is if you are on deck, you don't go down range and reset. Yeah. You, you've got that, that two minutes to yourself to think about the stage, your final, final, hopefully you're not changing the stage plan. Uh, how are you going to shoot that stage? And then finally, if you are the person that has just shot the stage, you get to go back to the picnic table and load your mags. Yep. So you don't go, you don't have to go down range to uh, uh, reset the stage. See, that's not in the rule book. Right. So uh, a person who is on deck should never feel obligated to have to go down and reset. Okay. That's your time. Also, when you're on the on, when you're you're the on deck shooter, and everybody is now going down range to reset, that stage is really your exclusive world. It is not appropriate for another squad member to take that last air gun mm -hmm. through while you're there. You have the right to go through what that stage. How you're going to shoot it one last time as your your teammates are doing the reset. You have exclusive use on that that stage. Yeah, and I, I have seen that a couple of times where you'll get the on-deck shooter will come up and they'll start doing one final walk through the stage. And then they've got another person, 
you know, maybe the shooter that's in the hole is doing the same thing or is doing it in front of them and then they get in each other's way and it just kind of, kind of ruins it for the on deck shooter. Sure. I've had to catch myself that more than once. Is a wait, no, that's that's their that's their purview. Kind of related to that too is you stick with your squad. So even after you've shot and maybe there's only one or two shooters left, it is not proper for you to leave your squad and go into the next bay to look at that stage right. to figure out how you're going to shoot it. And if you are uh, something you may see, Daryl, when you're at nationals is if you're on the stage crew and uh, uh, there's nobody on your stage right now, but you see somebody come from next door and say, aren't you uh, on squad X shooting there? Yeah. Well, you have to send them back. It's not appropriate to leave, uh, leave your squad. Right. Also what you'll see, uh, you don't see it so much at uh, level one matches, but if you're on a, a stage crew at an area match or, or at nationals, Nothing's going on. Maybe it's lunch break or something, and you're 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 hanging out there. A shooter walks by, and they'll say, "May I want the stage?" That's proper. It's not appropriate to just walk onto the stage while the, the stage crew is there and yeah. and and start looking at at, at props. You politely ask, "May I uh, take a look at the stage?" And you'll always be given the answer, "Sure, go ahead." But yeah. that's that's etiquette. And uh, a, a final piece of etiquette is after the match is over, what do we all do, Daryl? Tear down. We help. That's right. Uh, no one loves a shoot and scooter. Right. All right. Now, of course, obviously, there are times where uh, I've been at match uh, a match, and uh, uh, I'll have uh, – I'll take Zach Grenier. Zach will say, Lee, is it okay if I duck out? My shift at the emergency room starts in – 90 minutes. Right. Okay. Zach, yeah. go ahead. Get out yeah. of here. Uh, uh, so that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But uh, we're obligated not only just maybe tear down our stage, but help pitch in somewhere mm-hmm. else. And you and you know that the total time to tear down an entire match sometimes is under 15 minutes yeah. if everybody's helping there. Yeah. And and on a, on a related note, we also, it's nice to get there a little early mm-hmm. and maybe help set up too yeah i i know frozen chosen i uh i was actually the first guy at the range i i actually had to unlock the gate that morning because i was the first one there um you know they are already had i think three is three of the stages already set up the day before but it was still nice to get there early help set up the other two and yeah. as far as as far as teardown goes thinking back to the 2022 trident match you know we had the arbitration and all that i sat on the committee for that but when that was all said and done um down in bay nine linda pool still had i think she had a couple of reshoots or something like that so it was like seven o'clock at night and poor little linda's over there trying to tear down her stage it's like you know what i'm still here so yeah, I, you know, I started helping, and then Chris Austin came over, started helping, and Greenier started helping, and you know, yeah. next thing you know, we've got a crew of like six or seven people that were helping her tear down this stage that she was going to tear down by herself. You know, at that, you know, when I was done with the arbitration and stuff, I could have very easily just jumped in my truck and drove home, but it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know what? 
it, it's not fair to her to have to try to tear down the stage by herself. So, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll jump in and give her a hand. That's just what we do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that, that kind of sums up the, uh, 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 the obvious things I was thinking about for, for stuff that's not the rule book that we need to be aware of. Yeah. I, I have noticed, um, even at just regular level one matches, we had an instance of it at Frozen Chosen. You'll have, you know, you'll be on like your fourth or maybe your fifth stage of the day, and you're down to your last couple of shooters, and one competitor shoots, and you're outscoring the targets, and you turn around, and everybody else on the squad is all standing back in the gallery just shooting the breeze. It's like, uh, we we need pasters over here. You know, you, you guys want to help yeah. out a little bit or, or what's going on? You know, and then they, yeah, it's they, funny. The, uh, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Then they turn and go, Oh yeah. Yeah. And they come running over with pasters, but it's like, you, you guys didn't forget. Did you? <laughs> We've only been doing this yeah. all day. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's funny. You see it, uh, uh, at every match, including nationals, where the first squad on the first stage, everybody is hustling. Yep. Everybody's down there pasting, resetting, painting steel. By the end of the day, uh, you know, people are are, are tired, uh, and and you're having to say, "Hey, guys, come on, we need we need uh, uh, pasters down there." All right. So, um, what else would we want to talk about? <laughs> well, we, uh, you know, uh, obviously want to mention the uh, uh, Area Seven match. Yep, coming up, uh, Ruger has come on as uh, the the name sponsor again. Excellent, great, great to have their their support. Uh, uh, Dan is Dan Wiswell, the match director, is busy behind the scenes. Yep, pulling that yep. together. So Area 7 this year is going to be uh, July 14th through the 16th. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, staff matches on the 14th on a Friday, and the 15th and 16th are uh, for competitors. Registration for that match is, opens February 4th at 7 p.m. Uh, and I understand it's basically going to go back to a free-for-all like it was a couple of years ago. Uh, free-for-all, however, uh, if you actually look at the link uh in practice score on that uh dan mentions that uh people who won divisions and classes last year will be invited back into that match so they will basically they'll already have a spot that is correct yeah uh, the uh probably the 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 most difficult part of, of of putting on this match is the registration process and whether you have a free-for-all or uh select people i remember uh the first match we did in augusta we did kind of like a free-for-all like this and everybody from outside of area seven was faster on the registration button yep. and a bunch of people from area seven did not get into their own match right and there were a lot of complaints about that mm -hmm. so the following year we skewed it the other way and i had a number of complaints from people outside of area seven that they <laughs> couldn't get into the match so there's uh there, there's no perfect way to do it yeah yeah i i mean personally the way i see it is it's an area seven match so if you've got 
somebody from Area 1 that wants to shoot the Area 7 match, well, somebody from Area 7 should get that spot before the person from Area 1 does. Yeah. You, you're in Area 1. You have your own area championship. Go shoot that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's my opinion. Yeah. But, I mean, I I would never try to bounce, you know, somebody from Area 8 out of their own match just because I want to go down there and shoot the Area 8 match. I mean, I'm... I'm perfectly content with my area match and you know, that's good enough for me. Yeah. The very first area match I uh participated in was uh at Harvard in the, in Massachusetts. Yep. And I remember the uh the link for registration had one last disclaimer and it said something to the effect, uh, if you do not like these rules that we have set up, perhaps next year your club could host the match and you could set the rules as you wish. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. So, so we have area seven. Uh, we yep. have, uh, the additional area seven match for steel challenge. Yep. Which is being hosted by pioneer. Yep. Down New Hampshire. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what makes it uh, a full area match is all of the steel stages will be there. Uh, yep. they are, uh, 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 Doug Fuller, who is the match director for that, uses a laser rangefinder to precisely determine the distances and height of every one of those targets. Hmm. So, so when you go to that match, you know that every stage is set up exactly as it's supposed to be set up. Yeah, yeah, he does a great job there. Nice. Uh, uh, we have the, uh, uh, of course, we've talked about Trident Stand by the Fly. Yep. which is really uh, in, in, in scope is as great a match as the area seven championship. Yep. Uh, and you've been there before. It's a, uh, uh, a fun uh, carnival atmosphere. And I mean, carnival mm-hmm. in the, the best fun way. Uh, often there's music, uh, there's vendors selling food. The uh, BFW's there uh, selling food, uh, yeah. Uh, great stages. It's um, you know, it's amazing what the three people on that Trident team pull off, and we all volunteer, we all help, but it's those three guys yep. that make this this happen. And uh, when you think three people do so much, uh, plus the money they raise, mm-hmm. okay, so one person really can make a difference in this world. Uh, in addition to this, uh, uh, Devin McManus, also of the Pioneer Club, is putting on a level two match in the same uh, uh, philosophy of, of Trident to yep. benefit a, uh, 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 a charity that Devin is uh, uh, very fond of. And that, I think, is going to be another quality Trident style match. But we've got a, a lot going on uh, in Area 7 this year. That we do. Um, yeah, I mean, we got the Trident match. We got Area 7. We got Area 7 Steel Challenge. We got the big match in New Hampshire. Um, another thing that, that is uh, happening is I believe Pioneer is hosting an RO class coming up. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and Hamden is also hosting an RO class. I saw that pop up the other day. Um, so 
I I would like to see some more CRO classes around, but um, we got to get ROs. Got to get ROs first. <laughs> yes, and and remember, uh, any club can request a CRO or an RO course. You don't have if you sit there waiting, thinking, "Geez, I wonder if there's ever going to be one here." That's the wrong approach. Right. Uh, see what the interest is locally and uh, uh, schedule the match or schedule the uh, course. Uh, one last uh, thing to say, uh, this was in the last few days of my term as area director. I got a call from the uh, competition director at the SIG Academy, uh, Chad Barber, yep. who uh, wants to reaffiliate SIG as a USPSA club. Nice. And have USPSA matches at the SIG Academy. Nice. I I I did see did see some grumblings about that on Facebook the last week or so. They want to do USPSA, they want to do IDPA, they want to do you know basically like three or four different disciplines and then just keep rotating, you know, week after yeah. week after week. So, yes. I think I think that will uh that will definitely pique some more interest in in area 7. Correct. And and what, what uh, SIG brings, and, and of course, Pioneer 2, is uh, they're somewhat centrally located, at least in New England. Right. They are a not magazine-restricted state. Mm-hmm. The facilities at both uh, places are wonderful and conducive to big matches. Yep. Yeah. So to, to have SIG back on board, SIG used to be a club when I first uh, joined the organization. And they let it go, and now with with Chad there, they're they're coming back. That'll be great. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, maybe Sig tries um, getting a area championship down there in the next couple of years. Uh, yes, because this year will be the second year for Hamden. I don't know if um, if they would be interested in doing a a third year or not next year. But if not, maybe you know Pioneer would be willing to pick it back up. Maybe Augusta, maybe Sig would, you know, would want to host it down there. So, um, I I did see one person on Facebook say that Hamden is a little far for them to drive. So it it, it is un- it, it, it's a shame we can't transplant Hamden further south. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, what really needs to happen is, uh, you know, some of these states need to start, you know relaxing their gun restrictions a little more uh, yeah. i did see that vermont uh, they were talking about a uh, magazine restriction down there but they also wrote into the bill specifically you can bring large capacity magazines into the state for the specific purpose of shooting a competition so yes i, I- and while I, I don't have a complete understanding of that law, I had read that the home range, the key was that the the range in Vermont had to certify or do something with the state to right. allow that uh, uh, to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's just the fact that somebody was thinking enough to put that in there, you know, mm-hmm. OK, well, we still want shooting competitions and stuff like that where we're probably going to lose all those by putting this magazine capacity ban in place. So let's carve out a little exemption there and, and see what happens. So somebody was at least thinking on their feet on that one. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. And if you've ever been to the uh, uh, the Green Mountain Range in Vermont, that's also a beautiful uh, facility. Yep. Yeah, lots of bays, uh, lots of trees, uh, good parking. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh... I, 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 I would hope that perhaps at some point in the future, uh, Green Mountain might consider hosting a, a, an area championship. Yep. Yeah, I would have uh, really would have liked to have gone out and uh, shot out at Cameo there in Colorado, but we all know how that ended up. Mm. Um, so, anyway, that is uh, about all I've got. Um, any other thoughts on the top of your head? Daryl, I think we've covered uh, a lot today. Thank you. All right. Well, Lee Cabana, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you. And uh, we'll see you again here in a couple of months. And thank you for taking time out of your weekend to join me. You're welcome, Daryl. Thank you.